Hey, this morning and open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 4. Uh, Kelly mentioned the golf outing. I will not be participating in that. Uh, learned years ago that I could not walk with God and golf at the same time. Uh, I'll just tell you, those of you that do golf, you'll understand uh, I'm like on a vigilante against nature when I golf. And um, my problem is I'm too close to the ball after I hit it. That's the problem. And um, it means I didn't hit it. Thank you. Uh, if, I drew, if I grew tomatoes, they'd come up sliced. That, I'll just tell you that. So, yeah. So, won't be golfing. First Peter chapter 4 and then Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians will be on your screen. Are we up good? First Peter 4. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself with the same mind. In the same way we know Jesus suffered for the will of God, arm yourself with the same mind. For the one that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, which means when we give our lives over to God and we are willing to suffer for his name's sake and for his will's sake, we stop sinning. That's, that's the pivotal point. When you're willing to suffer, you'll stop sinning. That he no longer should live in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past, that which is behind you, there's plenty of time for you to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excessive wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Wherein the people that we used to run with, that's the English version, they think it's strange that you do not run with them to the same excessive riot, some even speaking evil of you. But they will give an account unto him that's ready to judge the quick and the dead. This verse summarized, these verses summarized means that since God rescued you and recreated you, you live different, you walk different, and you walk with different people. It's impossible for two to walk together lest they agree. You don't have to make the break. It will break. But if it doesn't, you should make it. And there should, be a, there should be a grouping of people that you love that says, why won't you come this way? Why won't you walk this way? Well, because he didn't just change my heart. He changed my path and my walk. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with 17. Are we on the screens? This I say, therefore, in testifying the Lord, that henceforth do not walk as other Gentiles walk, which means the world, in the vanity of their mind. Their understanding is darkened, and they are alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. They are past feeling and have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ... If so, be that you've heard of him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off from you, you put off, you put off from you, take off from you, the former lifestyle, King James may say conversation, which means the former lifestyle of your old man, which is corrupt. And you can trace back that corruption to lust. Now, mine. I can't be denied. Grab the gusto. Live for yourself. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. 
and put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Leonard Ravenhill said, smart men walked on the moon. Daring men walked on the ocean floor, but wise men walk with God. The real miracle is a man who can walk with God every day. When a person walks with God, he finds joy in the everyday things he does. Gradually, his life expands. Harold Klimp. The man that walks with God never walks alone. John Wood. He was a great guy too. So he's... <laughs> Remain standing for just a moment. If Jesus tarries over the next couple of weeks, I want us to just do a nuts and bolts approach to our walk with God. Not our run with God. Our walk with God. Through the mundane, the daily, the responsibilities, the life joys, as Jason said, the lows, the highs, the plateaus where nothing happens. Your life is to be a walk with God. You are to be more aware of his nearness than anyone else. You are to be more aware of his relationship than any other relationship. You are supposed to be in him, live in him, move in him, and have your being. Many Christians don't walk with God. They speak about him occasionally. But he's not in the car with them. He's not up in the morning. My mother says, she says, my first thing before my feet hit the floor, I talk to the Lord. Now, that does not make someone righteous. What that does is that flows from a righteousness. I know you're with me. When I went to bed, you were with me. When I woke up, you are with me. We need to intentionally cultivate an awareness I do this sometimes. I know this is silly, but I do it. If I'm walking by myself in a public place, I stick my hand out like this. What does that mean? Well, to you, it means nothing. To them, they think I'm crazy. But what I'm telling the Lord is, I know thou art with me. Your rod and your staff comforts me. We're going to deal with points along the way of things that we're responsible for and need to do. But the, the anchor point of the series is this. You have the walk with the Lord today that you want. Period. May we decide to walk closer. May we decide to walk contentedly. May we decide to walk reflexively and joyfully. Father, I just humble myself before you today. There are parts of this topic that I think I do pretty good in because of your spirit that's in me. And there's other parts where I get a failing grade. And I'm asking you today as I preach to quicken me by the sword of your spirit and lay open the, the bones, the joints, and the marrow so that I can see the depravity as well as that which is right. Lord, I don't want to be known by what I have. I don't want to be known by what I do. I want to be known by whose I am. Let that happen for me, Lord. Let me be known as your friend. 
May I desire you greater, recognize you quicker, and honor you more thoroughly in my walk with you. May they say of us, O Lord, after the penetration of these words in the coming weeks, if you should tarry, that that one walks with God. Could anything better be said? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. There's something about that phrase, as long as I've been a Christian, it hits me differently than polished, complimentary phrases. When I hear people talk about someone, you know, we're in an age now where you're known by your giftings, you're known by your abilities. If if you're on a stage, if you're on a big stage, if you're under the lights, if the smoke machines are blowing, if you have a PR firm, we're known by giftings. But when I hear someone say that 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 preacher there walks with God, There's a part of me that says, I I want that said about me, not for their approval, but because that's about as high as it gets, that that one there knows the Lord and the Lord knows him. Nick, that they walk close, that they walk uh, consistently, willingly. I want us to... I don't want to just preach a sermon to you. I want you to let this get in gnaw on the inside of you. Am I walking with the Lord? Not trying to hurry to get to the next place. Do I live in him, move in him, and have my being in him? Only two points this morning. The first one being this. Our walk with the Lord, you can write dot, dot, dot. Our walk with the Lord is a personal one. Genesis 5 and Hebrews 11 says this about Enoch. Enoch walked with God and he pleased God and he was not for God took him. That's the story of every believer since. We all have an opportunity. See, we're going to go home to God, whether we go by death or rapture. Our destination is that. But Enoch walked with God and by saying he pleased God, it means that God had pleasure in him. He saw Enoch's idiosyncrasies, his insecurities, his insufficiencies, his failures. But Enoch just lived with the Lord. And when he failed, he repented. And when he did good, he gave God the glory. And God had pleasure in him. Now, as close as I can get to understanding that is the pleasure I have in my children. I don't have pleasure in them because they're perfect or when they're perfect. We haven't done that yet. I have pleasure in them because they're mine. And my greatest pleasure is when they want to be near me and with me. You don't ride with mom or daddy. Daddy! You see what I'm saying? Above all else. This walk that God had with Enoch, you know, he was walking with him and one day he just vanished. What do you mean he just vanished? He just vanished. God took him. One preacher said one day Enoch was walking with God and, you know, they'd been doing it. He said, Enoch, how long have we been walking together? He said, years, Lord. 
He said, a lot of, a lot of hard years, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of good years, wasn't it? We've done it all. We've, we've been married, had babies, got grandbabies. Enoch, it's now closer to my house than it is yours. And he took him. There's a day coming very soon when the trump of the Lord's going to sound. And we who are holding the hand of God will be risen by that same hand. Gone. I'm looking forward to it. I want that. I want to make sure my hand is in his. This, this walk with the Lord is a personal one. Yes, we are collectively the body of Christ, but we don't walk with the Lord collectively. What do you mean? Well, before Jesus died and we received the Holy Spirit, the people of God, Israel, walked with the Lord collectively. There were individual aspects, but they were the people of God. Now, we are the children of God. And now, I house His Spirit. I walk with God by myself. And so do you. Now, we can walk with other people, but the walk is a personal one. It's a matter of choice. Everyone has the same invitation. Everyone has the same access through Jesus Christ. Everyone has the same supply. Everyone has the same word. Away with this notion of this person that walks closely with the Lord. Oh, they've been gifted with that. There's no such thing in the Bible. You're not gifted with intimacy. The currency of intimacy is time. It's time. Time alone, time in service, in overalls, time in worship, time in faithfulness, time in investing, time. We think in our mind that in the same way God calls a preacher, he calls people close. Nope. He says, whosoever, come drink of the water of life freely. I see people on the side here that are new to our church in the last year, and I see people here same way. Do you know, those of you, that you're the first generation, maybe, of those in your family that walk with Jesus Christ? You are changing the trajectory of the name that you carry. My earthly dad took the name Wood, and for years it was tied to drunkenness and debauchery and thievery and all this stuff. And he became a new person in Christ. And he walked out of that trajectory and started the wood name going this way. You, you can, in the same way I can decide left, right. I want to give you these visuals. You just decide where you walk. You pick. Now he'll chart paths, but you pick to walk close to him. And with him, it's a matter of will, willing to deny self, to do without, to wait on the Lord, to endure. If anyone would come after me, Jesus said, let him deny himself. Now I'm going to make a statement here you might think is harsh, but it's, it's just simple truth. If you are living to satisfy yourself, you are not walking with God. I did not say if you are satisfied with life, you are not walking with God. But if your motivation is to satisfy self, you cannot walk with God because the first stage in walking with Jesus, if you're going to come with me and come after me, deny yourself. Pick up your cross, which is God's will for your life, 
In the same way, see, Jesus is the cross was God's will. He said, if there's any way this cup can pass and I don't have to do this, I'll take it. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. When we take on God's will for our life, the expressed will in the word of God and the revealed will in our spirit, when we take on that will, we are walking with him. And you cannot walk with God if you're not willing to deny yourself. This new religion that says no rules, just, 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 just God. No, what they're saying is I'm trying to reconstruct a religion that lets me do what my flesh wants, when my flesh wants, and God is okay with it. No, God is a holy God and a righteous God. And to follow after him, we must deny ourselves. It's a matter of faith, our walk with God. You can't please God if you don't live in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. You can't live in unbelief. You can't live in double-mindedness. Well, I can't help it. Yes, you can. You repent. You cast down those vain thoughts that vaunt themselves from the knowledge of God. And I'll tell you this, you can't walk with God and be afraid. When I'm Pastor John Women, my grandmother was fearful. My mother was fearful. I'm fearful. That's earthly lineage. You are a new creation. Those things are supposed to fall off. Do you, know, do you know what gets rid of fear? Perfect love. When I'm aware of him and his love for me and his nearness and his promises, fear cannot abide there. If you are fearful, you have let go of the hand of God a long time ago. I did not say if you experience fear. We all experience fear, but we abort it. Not me, not today. I feel that, but I don't believe that. I believe the Lord is so good that his goodness will find me. I believe that I'm the apple of his eye. I believe my shepherd will protect me and provide for me. I believe he's going to lead me to green pastures and whatever I lose, I believe he's going to restore my soul. My Lord will preserve my going out and my coming in from this day forward and forevermore. My life and I am no stranger to sorrow but I am afraid of nothing and no one but him. Yeah. I have concerns. I have things that I don't want to happen, but fear, mm -mm. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thou art with me. It's a matter of time, I told you, our personal walk. No shortcuts. No clearance rack. I don't buy unless it's on clearance rack. It's got to be better than that. You got to do the 75% off and then take 60% off. I do me some clearance. Clearance is my best friend. Clarence, if you know Clarence, you and your wife can go out to eat with the money you save, not buying clothes. And my kids, you know, I don't know how some of y'all do it. They're, your kids come in and want a $120 shirt and you go, this is what everybody's wearing. Okay, baby. I laugh. Everybody's wearing this. We ain't wearing it. Unless you can find Clarence. Go find Clarence. You can get it for eight or nine dollars on eBay, and we'll oxidize it, oxyclean it. We'll scrub it up. He said, "Well, this one has a, a unicorn with a halo. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll make you one of those. I go to the monogram place. Do me a unicorn. Put that thing on there, and you see the gator's head sticking out this way, and the unicorn. We'll work it out for you. No, we're we're not. No, listen, we're not living according to that standard." We will have nice things, but we don't live for those things. We, we, our, our value is not found in a monogram on our chest, but it's found in whose we are. 
and who we are. Now, this personal walk is a multifaceted one. You got, listen, if you can't, if you can't be flexible in my body right now, if there's one word that doesn't describe me, that's flexible. I, I don't bend no more. I mean, I got issues. Kelly thought I was teasing. We got married. And she said, okay, get on the floor and put your legs out flat. Just sit down. I said, they don't go flat. Oh, come on. I said, mm-mm. So I'm sitting. Why y'all laughing? So y'all know. I sit and there's like a buck. My knee goes up and it goes down. And she steps on it and the other leg goes up. You know. She, and she goes, okay, give me your hands. So she's sitting down flat and wants me to give your hands. And there's like a two foot gap. And we're doing our hands. Give me hands. Give me your hand. So finally she comes all the way this way and she gets my hand, but she's off the, off the ground. We can't go flat. Just, I'm not flexible. I'm not flexible. The doctor said, well, you're just not stretching. I said, cause it hurts. I said, no, I said, no, but not that kind of hurt. I got a high tolerance of pain. I have been hit in the head with a baseball bat. I quit baseball, walked behind the batter's box. A guy hit me in the head with a bat, woke up a couple days later. I've been hit with a bat. I've been shot at. I have fell in open sewers running 20 miles an hour. I've, I've had pain, pain. You drew my hamstrings, I see dead relatives. You try to pull my leg up. I got time to tell you a quick story. It'll just make you laugh. Is it okay? It's not real spiritual, but it's very... Uh, Laughter worketh like a merry medicine. Did you know that? So one time I took my staff. I said, are you really going to? Yeah, it's a flexibility story. So one time I took them all to a, a Pilates class when it first came out. I didn't know what Pilates was. It ain't working out. I mean, I, I could back in the day, I was never big, big, but I, I bench pressed 300 pounds and incline pressed 225. And, you know, I was a man. I Pilates. <laughs> They got a little ball over there. You know, I'm like, I throw medicine balls. You got a little rubber ball. So I go in there and all the girls, it was Beth and Melissa and everybody. And first thing we do is get on the floor and go to one knee. And I'm like, one knee? What do you do with the other knee? You know, oh, no, it goes up and this one goes back. I knew I was in trouble out the gate. I hadn't been in there two minutes. And they got this little pose. I can't do them. Y'all have to visualize. So I'm down, hand up, leg out. And I start. I don't know why I'm shaking. I didn't shake when I bench pressed 250 pounds. I'm like, I'm shaking. And then she goes, she goes, so-and-so, pose, pose, option, bring the leg in. So I brought the leg in and the shaking stopped. I'm like, okay, option. I'm, I'm, I done got this. Pilates, option is your best friend. <laughs> Look for option. What air option is, take it. And we're doing all kind of stuff. Over this way, option. I'm like, I'm waiting for it. Go back. to Okay, good. So I, I, in my mind, Pilates meant option means you stop shaking and you can breathe. There were poses that I, I don't know if it was from fat roll or what. I could, it wouldn't go up. And then you move back. It's like you're going underwater and you know, when you go back to, so we do this. I ain't quitting Beth and Melissa and them and I, I, I ain't no punk. I ain't quitting. We're 15 minutes in. I am sweating like Madonna at, at, at an HIV screening. I am sweating. <laughs> so I am sweating. So <laughs> sorry. So sorry. 
I'm sweating, sweating. And I'm shaking like this. And she gets us in one. I don't forgot what it was. You're on your knees and you, you lay out, but you come back this way. So your butt's up in the air like this and your arms are straight out. Now lift one arm and I am, I mean, jerking. Now lift the other leg and I'm going, and it just come out. I go, option. Can a brother get option? And Melissa fell over, Beth fell over, the lady starts, all the girls trying to say, I need an option. <laughs> now, when you forget all the other stuff, you're going to remember this, okay? There's a reason I told you this. Most Christians, or many Christians, live their life like this because they're not flexible when God says, let's go left, let's go right. And they live for options. And those that have options, take them. We have to learn to be flexible. See, in the physical, our bodies break down. But in the spiritual, we're renewed every day. We're supposed to be more flexible, more flexible, more, fle more attentive, more near, more powerful, more joyful. Sometimes it's just an unwillingness to stretch. Now you'll remember it, won't you? See, there's a reason for that. This is a multifaceted one. You can't just pick one. You've got to live them all at the same time. Your walk with God. You are a son of God. You're an honorable one or a dishonorable one, but you're a son. There are people in this room that understand Christian, but they don't understand sonship. And when the disciples asked Jesus, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. The first thing he said is, our father. Everything is relationship. Every, don't, don't talk about uh, serving or Christian or, or your gift, our Father. When you do life with God, think Father. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now, son. I'm not working towards sonship. I'm working from sonship. They are my, we are his. When we adopted Olivia and Isabel holding that little precious life and my wife is sitting in the room with the judge. I said, is there anything we can do or anyone else can do that can make them more ours than they are today or any less ours? He said, nope, they are yours. So we are to live as sons and daughters of God. We are servants of God. Some people got the son down, but don't have the servant down. They're the son that sits on the couch and plays video games and hollers for somebody to bring them something to eat. I'm supposed to be a son, but a servant. First to jump up. How can I give you my best, God? What do you need me to do? Yeah, I'm a son, but that does not exempt or exclude me from being a servant. We are to be disciples of God, students of God. Oh, and by the way, those that notice that the air cut on, it's only for 15 minutes. About three minutes more and it'll cut off. And it'll be back to stale air and everybody can be happy. Okay. We are to be students of God. How is it that we... Excuse me. How is it that we can understand the importance and the dynamics of our kids going to school and we tell them, if you don't study, you'll not be prepared for the test. But we don't study the word of God. Now I can serve and not be a student, 
biblically illiterate, been walking with the Lord 20 years and don't know him from TJ Maxx, don't know anything about him. God doesn't just drop it in. It's the discipline, disciple, discipline to study his word. Study to show yourself approved, a workman, work, study his work that needeth not to be ashamed. Devotionals are not study. Devotionals are inspirational. You read your little paragraph, oh, thank you, Lord, and you read the prayer after them. That's not study. In the same way, study is not devotionals. Me writing a sermon is not the same thing as reading and studying as a believer. Study. So we're sons, servants, students, soldiers. I don't even have time to go into the ignorance and arrogance of this generation that doesn't understand what soldiers have provided for us. The ground gained, the ground kept, the ground defended and all of this. But the Bible says that we are to endure hardness as soldiers of Jesus Christ. Soldiers. Defending the faith and the church. Familiar with weaponry. Unmistakably God's in the same way in the military by the clothing they wear and the signs and the flags, they know who belongs with who. How much of a servant are you? How much of a soldier are you? How much of a student are you? See, this walking with God is not just saying, I walk with the Lord. How? I'm asking you today. And guys, if you can hurry with the air, we got people that are staring a hole through me. Just turn it off. Uh, I'm not making fun of you. That just quiets the voices in my head when I do that. How are you walking with the Lord as a soldier? Many of us quit at boot camp. If that's what being useful for the Lord means, I ain't doing it. How many of y'all went through boot camp? I haven't been, but I know enough of you that did. They'd come in and, oh, baby likes the rack. Little bo- mama's boy likes the rack. And they kick the bed. They, I've had them tell me, tell me the stories. Oh, they, they break your marshmallow, pansy, uh, I don't feel, nobody care about your feelings. I don't want, you don't want, it, it lets you, you are now, you are still you, but you are a soldier which means there is responsibilities that outweigh feelings. And most Christians quit during boot camp. This is now I've called you to be a soldier for God. What does that mean? That you live for something greater than your pleasure. Watch, you live for the freedom of others. Calling them out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Discipling, mentoring, teaching, training. You fight the enemy through prayer and through the preached and taught word of God. We use our lives as a weapon. May I ask you a personal question? Is hell scared of you? Does hell know your name? I mean, it's important that heaven knows our name, but does hell know your name? I love it when those demons were cast out of those people and they said, Paul, we know and Jesus, we know, but who are you? When the the sons of Sceva were casting the devils out, the devils said, I know Paul. He don't mess with Paul. Paul come into town, turned the city upside down. We beat him. 
we threw stones and killed him and God raised him from the dead. We put him naked in prison and Paul's winning everybody in prison to Jesus. You don't mess with Paul. Paul's a soldier and he bears in his body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you a soldier? Are you a servant? Or do people serve you? Are you a son? Are you an ambassador of Jesus Christ. We are to be. When you walk with God, do you walk as an ambassador? Do you represent him publicly and privately? Are you a steward? Moreover, it's required of a steward of God to be found faithful. Are you commissioned? Are you walking as the betrothed bride of Jesus Christ? Separated unto him. And we are to live, as 1 Thessalonians 2 says, and walk worthy of God who's called us to his kingdom and glory. All right, number two, our walk with the Lord is to be a sanctified one. Now, sanctification and consecration sound the same, but they're two different things. Sanctification is separation from the world. Consecration is separation unto God. If a Christian separates himself from the world and doesn't consecrate himself unto God, he's miserable and mean. Because he don't do nothing he used to do. And he doesn't have anything eternal and fulfilling and rewarding. If you're consecrated to God and you're not separated from the world, you're defiled and polluted and you can be deceived. Because we can't be the friend of the world and the friend of God at the same time. But today I want to focus on sanctification. Making the break. Making the break a chasm where there's no mistaking no misunderstanding. Anyone that knows you knows that you have left your former life, your former ways, and the crowd you ran with, and you are no longer part of the world system. Listen to this in Corinthians 6. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you're the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in you and walk in you and I'll be your God and you'll be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Come out from among them. Who? The world. That doesn't mean we don't engage them. It doesn't mean that we don't love them or, or reach for them or make ourselves available for them. Here's what it means. That we do not derive life and substance and fulfillment being what we were. We bring life to them. We don't draw life from them. We come out. We're separate. They see a different life, a different person, different priorities, different intentions, different fruit. And as we engage them, we share with them about the break. Why the break? The church is teaching now that you become like them, you look like them, you act like them, and tell them about a life over there that they're not living. Come out from among them, God says. No matter, you know what that means in Greek? Come out from among them. That's what it means. Come out, separate. Can I go a little deeper? Different music. Different shows. Different passions, different weekends, different beverages, different. Come out from among them. Not legalism. 
I, people use that all the time. I'm not a legalist. I'm not a legalist. My question is not, are you a legalist? Have you come out from among them? Now, I'd like to address that because immediately some of your feathers are ruffled. And, you know, well, Christ was the friend of sinners. Christ was the friend of sinners, but they were not his friends. You will not find Jesus in the scripture in places of immorality, debauchery, drunkenness, revelry. Banqueting there was excess. They would gorge themselves, throw up, gorge themselves, throw up. Anything that contradicted the word of God, the nature of God, or the spirit of God, he was not a part of it. I love when Christians tell me, yeah, but, but Jesus turned water into wine. May I introduce you to one of the first just the first basic elements of Bible study is it cannot contradict his own word. Just, just throw that out there. God can't contradict himself because then he'd be a liar. He tells us in the Old Testament, don't even look at wine when it's red in the glass. Don't, don't even look at it. Don't, don't even. I had one Christian tell me, well, I just drink with my eyes closed. Okay. Now, um, this, this isn't about wine. Just, just hear me out. Well, Jesus turned water into wine. You really think the Lamb of God comes out there and turns water into Mad Dog 2020? Or Boone's Farm, Tickle Pink? Do you think that's what he did? With all your argument, I don't believe it. I'll tell you this. When we hear people say Jesus was the friend of sinners, they make it out to be he's, you know, cut his jeans up 30 places, got skinny jeans on, you know, got ears cut apart. And he's in the world trying to be exactly like them. Let me tell you, he was normal. He was so normal that he had to, Judas had to say, hey, I got, I got, I'll kiss him and let you know who he is. He didn't walk around pious, but he didn't look like the world. He, he didn't try to look like the world to win them. He had a demeanor that was so kind and, and gentle that children would run in his lap. Children are your gauge. If you're old and they don't like you, go get in grandma's lap. Mm -mm. <laughs> children would run and jump in Jesus' lap. But don't mistake this. He was never found in places and houses of ill repute. He would talk to the harlot. Jesus would be, interact to call them out of darkness, not to join them in the darkness. Don't get the two confused. And people wear that like a sign of nobility. I become all things to win all people. You don't become sin to win the sinner. Christ has already done that. He became sin for us. Our call is uniqueness in separation, but we're not better than you and we're not above you. And I'll come to where you are and meet you and share the love of God and talk to you about grace and freedom, but I don't live here or live like this. Can I, can I tell you a quick, one of my first, and th this may mean nothing to you, but um, alcohol had a big, big part in my life. That's why I, I just, I don't have time. I, well, I'm not like you. Well, I can point you to 10,000 or that's exaggeration. I can point you to several hundred families that are ruined and the children are ruined and the grandchildren are ruined because of it. So I just, I was drunk four or five nights a week for seven years. And then when I came to Christ, I just, I just, nothing, never been in club. Never. So someone called me one time. 
They said, you said if you ever, I needed you, you, I could call you. I'm at this so-and-so bar. Can you come get me? I said, absolutely. So I went in. Uh, they weren't outside. You know, this is before cell phones. Let's tell you how old the story is. So I walk in and I love how my spirit knew. You don't belong here. Now that person matters. I don't belong there. Like, hey, I'm over here. I'm like, all right, come on. Hey, you want to shoot a game of pool? And I'm not really. No, come on. No, no. Oh, you too good to shoot a game of pool? And I'm thinking, you ain't lived till a preacher's kicked your butt in pool, have you? So I said, all right, I'll shoot you a game of pool. I waxed them. I waxed them. It just felt so good. A little self-righteousness there. You know, you want to play again? No, no, no. We're good. So we get in the car and I drive them home. And this is the truth. I'm just telling you the story as it was. And that quickly, within that hour, I had a fever blister come up on my lip. And I dropped them off, and I was like this. And I felt like I knew what it was. Your body was so uncomfortable that it reacted, the stress, the pressure. You weren't better than that. Because when he rescued me, I was worse than that. But that's not who I am and I'm not deriving notoriety and, and, oh, I miss, I miss. But no, I don't miss it. My old flesh does, but I'm different now. And for us to walk with the Lord, there has to be separation. We got to turn some things off. We got to let some people go. We got to, you know, deny ourselves. And I'll just submit this. You know, people ask me all the time, will I go to hell, drink a glass of wine? No, no. May I present a different question to you? Instead of asking me what's wrong with it, might I ask you what's right with it? Whatever's in the balance for you, whatever your thing, you know, did you know we all got things? I'm putting myself in the suit with y'all. Y'all don't be mad with me. Do you know we got things that we justify and rationalize? That's my show. The girls said, that's my, my grandmother used to say, that's my story. They used to watch stories. I'm like, that's just pornography, isn't it? I didn't know, you know, this is my story. We all got things. I just want to ask you this. If we're going to walk with God, now this is, I'm out of your business. I'm asking you indirectly, what's right with it? You decide. Can I walk with God closer and may I say the last 5%, what we're all thinking? Well, that's great to walk with God. We just don't get to do nothing. Pretty much. What do you mean? It's the life of deny yourself, pick up a cross. And in eternity, we explode with fulfillment and contentment and joy and reward if we walk with him here in narrow pathways. Well, Lord, that just doesn't leave me with anything. There's no option. Well, if I gave you an option, you'd take it. What's right with it? This, this wasn't in my notes, but I love playing cards. I was good at it. When I wasn't good at it, I could cheat and win. Seriously, paid through a lot of tuition that way. I asked for forgiveness. It's, it's under the blood a long time ago. And even when friends would get together and play for a dollar, 
I'd go play sometimes at their house, a dollar. And before you judge me on that, you know, spend $30 on a shirt, I'd spend eight bucks, play all night. But it was wrong to me. It was wrong to me. It was part of that. It was what's not of faith, and it was sin to me, and it grieved the Lord. So I can't do it. I'm not telling you you can't. See, that's the difference. Legalism is me imposing my convictions on you. I can only tell you what I understand to be the word of God as your pastor and how I walk it out. But it's not a faith to me, so I can't. And it's one of the few things I enjoy playing. I'd love to tell you for living, living for God lets you just... Freedom means be all you can be. No, freedom means I'm free to do his will. <laughs> That's what freedom means. There's a lot of restrictions we have that the world doesn't have. Christ was the friend of sinners, but they were not his friends. The disciples were his friends. Who's your inner circle can tell me more about you than anything else. I want to be with those that know his name. They're spirit-filled that love him. I want to be around them. Jeremiah and Kristen are two of our friends that we occasionally get to get. We don't get to get. By the way, if you say, well, Pastor John, we've never eaten with y'all. We don't really eat with nobody. We got babies, and that's all we do. We do babies, and we go to bed. But every now and then, we'll, go together, we'll get together, and uh, we just talk about the Lord. We just talk about the Lord. My spirit, man, just jumps. Yes, yes. That's what we have in common. That should be your inner circle. We're to be separated in our affections. 1 John 2, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If you love the world, the love of God is not in you. The love of the Father is not in you. You know what Christians tell me all the time? I say, I, I, I love the Lord. He said you don't. I love the world. You can't tell me that. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. You're so judgmental. How readest thou? We've got a generation where preachers have told people they're walking with the Lord and when they're not. I have to be separated with my affections. I can enjoy things in the world, but I don't love the world system, the world direction, the world priorities, the world perspectives. I, my citizenship is in heaven. I have a different sense of things. Separated in our relationships about her life before Christ and were to put her down. If you were to see me at lunch with them, you'd say, what, what are you doing? I'm just being like Jesus. I'm being a friend of this person. Well, yeah, I, I got that. But aren't you supposed to be husband to her first? Let me tell you something. You don't like my wife or my babies? I ain't got nothing to do with you. you you're, not, you're not my friend. I can love you and not like you. I'm there for you. I'll pray for you. But th that's the defining relationship. Okay? As Christians, you despise him, you're my enemy. Oh, we're supposed to love our enemies. I love my enemies, but I don't love his enemies. You don't, you despise him and you mock him and tell me he was a homosexual. And draw your little pictures of my Lord in a bottle of urine. And the spirit of the world comes out at every Super Bowl halftime show. And it's demonic. It, it, it's, it's pictures of Baal. 
and these false gods and you misrepresent Jesus and stand up and go, I just want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. And you think I'm going to stand by and watch you defame and mock him? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I separate myself from you. I turn you off. I say that is a lie and I stand with him and for him. My walk, your walk, is a thousand little choices. You can't walk with the world because the world will change you. Like erosion, defilement, pollution, dilution. If I've got the flu and I hang around with grief, I don't get his well, he gets my sickness. You see? This exposure to carnality through the eye gate, the ear gate, mind, emotion, it dulls us. When we walk with the world, we don't see as clearly. We don't hear as clearly. We aren't as spiritually sensitive. We lose spiritual appetites and hunger. We eventually lose our confidence, our boldness, and our voice. We do not walk with the world because when we do, we walk away from God. That's what it boils down to. Your walk with God means that I have to walk away from the world. It doesn't mean I don't interact or engage them. It means that my hand is in his hand and his hand is in my hand. I go where he says, the direction he says, and the pace he says. He will send me to you, but not for you. I walk with the Lord. Are you walking with the Lord? You can't walk with the Lord and walk with the world. You cannot walk with the world because we have a different destination. When we say like Kelly and I went on a walk, you think exercise or pleasure. And there's pleasure in walking with the Lord, but we're not exercising. We are on our way to Zion, the beautiful city of Zion. We're on our way to heaven, to a new place whose builder and maker is God. And every day that you wake up and open your eyes, you're a day closer. Every step, every church we've pastored, every song we've sung, every strum we've strummed, everything we've done, every gift we've given, every class we've taught, we're on our way, we're on our way. And we have a, see, I can't walk with the world because you have a different destination than me. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to Atlanta. Well, I'm going to Florida. Let's see y'all. Are you too good to go to Atlanta? No, we're just going to two different places. Heaven is our home. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask you as our church family and as your pastor. I'm convicted about a couple of things as I'm preaching to you. I'm going to deal with them. When I get home, I'm going to deal with them. As your pastor, I'm responsible, not ultimately, but an under-shepherd, not the great shepherd, not even the good shepherd. I'm just the under-shepherd to provoke you to good works. To prov- say, Stop provoking me. You should feel a little irritated, frustrated, and very loved today. When you leave, I want sometime today to get along with God, if it's 10 minutes or 20 minutes, and just sit and talk about these things and make doubly sure that your allegiance is singular.
Jesus Christ and Christ alone. That your direction is forward. No looking back. Had you been mindful of the country you come out of, you might have a reason to go back. Straight ahead. I'm not sitting down. I'm not running, but I'm going forward. Our path is to be narrow. He leads us to broad destinations, but the path is never broad. It's narrow. It's constricting. Our compass is set to true north. Heaven. Make doubly sure that your authority is the word of God and your leading is the spirit of God. Make sure that your conrads and your inner circle are born from above. That your perspective is eternal and that your faith is current. Making sure that your heart is pure and there are no roots of bitterness or unforgiveness. May we live by him, for him, of him, and looking for him. Enoch walked with God and he pleased God. And he was not. And one day very soon, those of us that walk with God will not be here. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Father, thank you for this day, for your blessings, your goodness. Draw us nearer, Lord. Draw us closer, Lord. Give us the courage and the character to be people that walk with you, that we're no longer known by our gifting, but by our nearness. May we be people that bring you pleasure. Longing for heaven. Those who have had the courage to make the break, no turning back. Though none go with me, no turning back. Fill our hearts with the hope of heaven, God. And a full supply of your Holy Spirit. For the glory of your Son, we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Enjoy this weekend in God's presence. Amen.